Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod Sleep Stories. My name is Chris, and tonight I will be your guide as we embark on a peaceful journey following a happy ghost named Wisp. She will explore a small quaint town in the moonlight on Halloween. As children dressed as ghosts, ghouls, and everything between, meander through the joyous autumn streets. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to relax, find peace and comfort in the place that we're in, here and now. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the comfortable surface that you are laying on. Here and now, there are no responsibilities. There is no to-do list. By simply closing your eyes and allowing yourself to go on this peaceful journey with me. You are already giving your body and soul the relaxation that it deserves. Anything else that you are seeking will come in time. But for now, try to find comfort in the fact that you are giving your body everything that it needs. For a moment, let us journey somewhere else. With your eyes closed and your body sinking deeper and deeper into the soft surface you are laying on, imagine you are laying in a field of black and red roses. The rose petals are soft as they brush against your skin. As you breathe in, the sweet aroma of roses fills your lungs, bringing you more and more comfort with every breath. The flowers dance gently in the breeze all around you, swaying from side to side, side to side, side to side, brushing over your arms, your legs, and the edges of your face. Softness of the petals lulls you more and more to a place of relaxation. Above you, the sky is awash in the brilliant lights of thousands of stars. It's a perfectly clear night, and the full moon gives color the meadow of roses around you. You can make out the curves and dips of their petals, 
the edges of their leaves and the swaying of their tall, thin stems. It is a perfect night, wrapped up in the meadow and the moonlight. You're not sure you've ever felt this comfortable before. Between you and the stars, something amazing begins to happen. Flowers from the petals drift up, 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 caught on a breeze that's sweeping across the bountiful bulbs. The mix of red and black petals only add beauty to the stars overhead and the grass below. As you breathe in, the petals slowly drift towards you, down, down, down in the breeze. They brush over your skin, lightly touching you as they come to a resting point. As you exhale, the petals rise into the air once more, taking flight between you and the moon. You breathe in once more. The fragrance of the petals engulfs you as they float down to touch your face and neck. With their soft touch, you feel any tension you've been carrying there melt away. Your tongue falls away from the roof of your mouth. Your jaw untenses, and you feel yourself sinking deeper into the grass below you. As you exhale, any tension that is still brewing inside you is lifted up on the breeze. It floats away with the petal, only, unlike the petals, it drifts away until it is out of sight. You breathe in again. The petals drift down, down, down to you, peppering your torso with petals. With their touch, you feel any heaviness in your chest, your heart, and your lungs become untangled. You exhale, blowing the petals back up into the air, and with them, your troubles drift away. Once more, you breathe in smelling the fresh, invigorating aroma of the roses. The petals grace your arms and legs. As they do, their soft touch 
allows your arms and legs to sink more deeply into the soft surface you were laying on. Your hands unfurl, laying flat beside you, and your legs release any pressure, pain, or tension that's been welling inside them. You exhale, and with this, the petals drift up on the breeze. You watch in your peaceful days as the petals are carried off by the breeze. They disappear over the edge of the field, painting the black and gold sky in brilliant streaks of color. Now that we have taken the time to relax and find peace and comfort in the place that we are in here and now, let us begin our story. When Wisp awakened, she already knew what day it was. There was a certain magic in the air every Halloween. It was as if the world around her was sparkling, alive in a way that it never was before. Wisp hurried over to her window, tossing aside her cottony blankets made of threaded clouds. As much as she loved her warm bed, she knew what awaited her tonight would be even more miraculous. There she hovered, floating above her four-pane window at the tippy top of the old house that she had always lived in. Long ago, when she was mortal, this had been where she spent all her blissful days. Now, it was still a comfort to her, though she liked to journey wherever she could. She lightly opened the window, being careful to time it with the wind, so it looked like a passing autumn gust had gently pushed it open. That is when the air truly invigorated her, the crispness of the air in autumn invigorated her in a way that nothing else did. In the breeze, she could smell the splendor of autumn. Far in the distance, the McGill's farm was still running, just as it had been all of her mortal life. From here, she could see pops of orange, like little fires burning to keep the world warm as the tree leaves began to shed. Each and every one of the pops of orange was a ripe pumpkin, ready to be made into a warm pie to grace creaky old porch steps or just 
to pepper the hillsides in their beautiful warmth. From here, she could smell the bounty of the farm, the fresh aroma of the soil and loam, ready to sleep for the winter and spring to life in autumn, brand new. She could smell the soft, earthy aroma of the corn mazes that coated the fields of the McGill farm. When she was just a girl, corn mazes hadn't quite been a thing. But now, it was something she took great joy in. Sure, she could float through the corn, but what was the fun in that? It always surprised her that the street looked almost the same as it had 40 years ago. The sidewalks were the same cobblestones she had meandered down. The homes were as big and brilliant as ever, a mosaic of color and brilliantly crafted stained glass. Tonight, as always, the stained glass of each house was aglow in the lights of candles flickering in the night. Even from here, she could imagine their scents. A warm apple cider that she could almost taste. A sweet, rich pumpkin, like a pie fresh out of the oven. Even just the smell of wood smoke made her feel like melting. For some, it was too early to put their heat on. But to others, it was just the right time. Plumes of smoke rose from a select few chimneys in the neighborhood. The smell of the crackling wood told people it was autumn even more than the blazing leaves all around them. Oh, but the leaves. This Halloween was even more spectacular than last. Wisp gazed out the window all the way down the horizon and to the river in utter awe. She had never seen a landscape as spectacular as the one in her hometown on Halloween. The trees were every warm shade you could possibly imagine. A swirling masterpiece of gold, amber, pumpkin, and scarlet, popping against the evergreen cedars that did not mind what season fell upon them seemed that every day the lush forests were morphing into a new color. It was something that Wisp loved more than she could put into words. The sun was still alight in the sky, but just barely. There were streaks of gold, pink, 
purple and orange that stretched from the horizon to the house, making the sky look as though it was hung in a museum. Wisp liked nighttime more than any other time of the day. Not just because she was a ghost, but because she loved the serenity of the nighttime. The silence and peace of nighttime. The quaintness and stillness a small town has once the sun dips down and everyone is warm and safe in their homes. Wisp wasn't sure she wanted to wait much longer to explore the town. She turned her little table in the attic, right next to the window. There, she had gathered her favorite little treats. There were pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, made out of ingredients she borrowed from the kitchen downstairs. The new homeowners didn't mind Wisp. In fact, they seemed to find great comfort in Wisp. She took a little bite of the cookie, savoring the flavor on her tongue. She had no idea that she would be able to eat as a ghost. But it had proven to be one of the most delightful experiences she had ever had. She rolled the cookies up in an old linen cloth and tucked them in her purse. The purse was transparent, as was she, so she could see right through to the cookies. But she didn't mind. It was nice that nothing ever got lost in her purse in the first place. With her cookies in her purse, Wisp glided out of the window and into the night air. At once, she took a deep breath in, floating above the quiet, peaceful street, weightlessly gliding on the breeze was one of the most spectacular experiences anyone could possibly have. She closed her eyes and took in the smell and taste of the air. It was a mix of cinnamon, pumpkin, sugar, and sweets. Beyond it, the damp earth added that grounding touch that she so often craved. She smiled to herself as she sailed over the streets, her arms outstretched and her heart full. She banked turns and traced the edges of her old neighborhood. The cobblestone sidewalks were awash with fallen leaves, and gradually, they began to fill up with something else entirely. In fact, the streets, the porches, everything began to fill up. 
children in costumes raced through the streets, toting sweet little baskets and smiles on their faces. This was, in Wisp's opinion, the best part of Halloween. She loved seeing the smile on the children's faces. She loved seeing them beam about their costumes and the candy they had gotten and the beauty of the night around them. Their joy was infectious. And on top of that, most of the children could see her. None of them were startled by her. She was a rather cartoony ghost, with a white, wiggly little body and bright, happy eyes. When she could tell, a child could see her. Her response was often to give them a little wave and carry on with her journey. It was nice knowing that she was giving them a story to tell. Wisp drifted down to a group of kids that were approaching the old doctor's house on the corner. Wisp had been there many times. Times she and her brother fell in the pond during winter. The time she got an earache. Even when she had a splinter on the end of her finger. There were so many memories in the beautiful little building. Seeing children and a family still get joy out of it filled her with warmth. And just as she was admiring it, she felt a soft tap, tap, tap on her shoulder. She turned to see her sister Willow floating beside her. Willow did a loop the loop in the air, her arm outstretched like a circus performer. Ta-da, she chimed, her voice as bright and cheerful as it had been all of her life. Wisp followed suit and did a loop of her own, ending with a flare that made her beloved sister laugh. Willow took Wisp by the arm. Don't you just love Halloween, she chimed. Wisp laughed. I didn't think it was possible to love it more than me, but you might be close. Willow suggested they see what candy was being passed out at the doctor's house. Naturally, Wisp agreed, and the two drifted down, down, down to the porch. The weightlessness of flying is a thing that sets your soul free. The two found themselves smiling any time they were flying. It was a whole new way to experience the place that they had lived all their lives. And they loved it more than they could put into words. They watched the new homeowner, a kindly woman named Glenda, 
hand out full-size chocolate bars to the kids passing through. Each of them bounded off happier than the last, grinning ear to ear and gabbing on about what kind of candy they got. Before Glenda closed the door, Wisp and Willow coyly reached into the basket, taking a full-size chocolate bar each. They floated a bit further down the street, before they sneakily slid it into two different kids' pails, giving them a treat that they would be thrilled to discover later. Wisp always thought it was funny that ghosts got a bad rep. In reality, all they wanted to do was help. Sure, causing mischief every once in a while was fun. But helping is what really made everything feel fulfilling. The sisters took their time floating through town. Below, there were all kinds of brilliant sights to see. A group of young girls, probably around the age of ten, dressed as witches. They gleefully unwrapped their candy and traded, swapping stories, spells, and candy with one another under the peaceful old oak tree in the center of town. Just down the street, a brother and sister chased one another, giggling as they played tag. The young girl was dressed as a vampire, while the boy dressed as a cowboy. Behind them, their parents laughed and leaned into each other. Their costumes were fluffy sweaters. For him, a skeleton, and for her, a mummy. They cupped hot cocoa between their mittened hands, nursing sips of the steaming drink in the night air. They were as snug as two bugs in a rug, and Wisp could not stop herself from looking at them with a goofy smile on her face. There was so much life in this town, even more life than people knew. All around, other ghosts floated up from their houses, eager to get a look at the city on their favorite day. Some of the ghosts, Wisp, and Willow knew and loved. Their brother was just down the street, watching the new owners of his house try and fail at bobbing for apples. Willow's husband was at home, cooking pumpkin scones and apple crisp, his absolute favorite. As for Wisp's husband, he was surely at the historical society, watching the Halloween play the town put on every year. 
there was something for everyone. And that was one thing that Wisp dearly loved about the quaint town of Foggy Hollow. The two sisters began their journey further down the street. But now, it was time to have some fun. They outstretched their arms and took to the skies, darting around trees and gliding over streets with ease. It was mesmerizing, gliding through the blazing autumn trees without feeling a thing. Instead, they got to breathe in the aroma of the leaves, the comforting smell of the wet bark, the cinnamon smell of certain boughs. To the mortals, it would look like a gust of wind was rustling to the tree. Little did they know, in that gust of wind, willow and wisp, were having the time of their life. They floated down to the river, skirting just above the top. The water rippled beneath them as they glided just over it on their backs, basking in the silvery glow of the moon as it glistened down on them. Sometimes they would race one another, giggling as they went. But tonight, tonight felt different. They wanted to savor each and every feeling. Slowly, the two sisters made their way towards the old farm. It looked just as it had years and years ago. In fact, this was where Wisp had met her husband. He was the son of the owner, and now he was the great, great grandfather of the new owner, a young woman named Melody. Wisp took a special love watching over Melody. In her, she could see her husband's nose, her own eyes, even her own grandmother's smile. Though she had never met them, they were eternally tied by that alone. And though she had never met them, Wisp loved Melody like she was her own daughter. Halloween was a busy day for Melody, but it was a day she clearly loved. Children gathered from all over the county to go for haunted hayrides, try to make their way through the corn maze, bob for apples, and carve their own pumpkins. As Wisp and Willow arrived, Melody was driving the tractor through the fields. In the hay trailer, a gaggle of kids giggled and laughed as the tractor swayed side to side. There was a child dressed as a skeleton 
One as a witch, many cats, and many dragons. Some costumes were homemade, which made Wisp smile. In fact, Melody's costume was homemade. She wore a carefully crotcheted white dress, turning herself into a ghost. When Wisp realized, she laughed and nudged Willow, who giggled, saying that it seemed Wisp's great-great-granddaughter took after her. Wisp and Willow glided over the farm as the children and adults enjoyed themselves. Over bobbing for apples, the crowd cheered whenever someone managed to pop up from the cool water with a big, fresh, juicy apple. On the hayride, the children laughed and sang songs on the cushy bales of hay that had been freshly cut just days ago after a warm, dry summer. Wisp never felt excluded from the activities. In fact, she felt more immersed in them than she ever had when she was mortal. Floating here allowed her to truly watch people, to take them in and read the joy on their faces without having to worry about herself. It was like watching a beautiful movie of humanity, one that always brought a smile to her face. Willow took Wisp by the hand and guided her into the corn maze. They floated close to the ground, gliding just above the dirt and rocks, so the stalks towered over them. In the light of the moon, the corn stalks looked like staves of silver sprouting from the earth. They made their way through the maze, laughing at every wrong turn before retracing their steps. Around them, the mortals were struggling just as much. They turned the maps every which way, scratching their heads and playfully accusing one another of getting them lost. It was a delight seeing children of all ages trying their hand at the maze. Finally, Wisp and Willow made their way out. They cheered and hugged one another, congratulating each other on another year well done. Near where they emerged, children and adults alike worked on carving their own pumpkins. The smell of fresh, ripe pumpkin filled the air. Mixed with the vanilla and cinnamon aroma of the candles flickering in the jack-o'-lanterns, Wisp had done the same thing every year for her pumpkin, 
a cat. Her sister, on the other hand, always had a dog. It was no wonder that the childhood dog was now a ghost that slept on the foot of her sister's bed, and that Wisp's beloved cat was curled up on her own bed in the attic. Wisp and Willow glided by the jack-o'-lanterns, being as careful as they could not to cast any candles out. When they did, they knew parents would laugh and playfully suggest to their kids that a ghost did it. In return, the kids almost always chirped back, no, it was the wind. By the time the girls were finished with the farm, dusk had begun its descent into dawn. Wisp watched as Melody put the tractor away and moseyed over to the front porch, where she settled into a rocking chair with her partner. They rocked back and forth, hot cocoa in hand, and smiles on their faces. Wisp smiled too. She knew Melody was going to be just fine, tired from their adventurous outing. The girls began their journey back to their neighborhood. By then, most of the kids had journeyed off to sleep surrounded by buckets of candy and dreams about magic and wonder. Wisp gave her sister a hug before she floated over to her own house, which was right across the street. Same time tomorrow, Wisp asked. Willow gave her sister a wink, chiming, always, with that, her sister floated into her own attic. Wisp could hear the thump, thump, thump of Willow's dog's happy tail bumping against the wall and the bed. When Wisp floated into her own room, she found her cat floating next to the fireplace. Fast asleep, in a tiny little ball. Her little ears twitched, and she glided over to Wisp, stretching as she made her way over. She purred and rubbed against her owner, curling into her arms like she always had. Willow curled up on her couch by the fire, wrapped herself in the blanket made of threaded clouds and watched the fire crackle. She felt not just the warmth of the fire radiating through her, but the warmth of the day as well. The happy children, her descendants enjoying the night, the smell of the fresh air, it was all so marvelous. She was so wrapped up in her daydream 
and she didn't even notice her husband floating in behind her. He kissed her softly on the cheek and snuggled up beside her on the couch. They watched the fire dance and crackle as they talked about their day with each other. Her husband was thrilled about the play. It was beautiful, as it was every year, and he and Wisp even made an appearance in it this year for the contributions they made to the town. Wisp rested her head on her husband's shoulder. They were both grateful and fulfilled, thankful that they could experience life in such a fresh, beautiful way. They sat by the fire, stroking their cat and munching on pumpkin chocolate chip cookies into the wee hours of dawn. They always tried to make the most of each day, something they often teased each other about. After all, they had eternity. And yet, they wanted to spend every second of it with each other or with their loved ones. As the sun began to leak through the windows, Wisp floated into her bed. Her husband followed behind her, wrapping his arms around her. Gently, the two drifted off to sleep. Their cat purred beside them, its tail flicking as it dreamt of the cool winter days to come. Winter days they would spend by the fire together as a family. I hope you have enjoyed this sleep story and that it has brought you a night of peaceful, gentle sleep. Please, Join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.